it simple, keep it small. And there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie, and a member of the Green Woman Group, which was created from the Healthy Women, Healthy Earth organization. We are educators, grandmothers, mamas, medical professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners, artists, students, coaches, and we are women wrapping our lives around making a difference in this world. Well, I'm so excited today. I have our uh, leader and Green Woman. Helene Van Manen with me. And we're now that it is the season of giving and Christmas is coming up and Thanksgiving, we'd like to talk a little bit about what does that mean for all of us and how do we move forward in today's new world with all of that? Mm. Hi, Helene. Hi, Reggie. I'm so, you're such an gr- awesome green grandmother. I love when you tell me about all the green ways that you grandmother. And, um, and I just love this topic of how we can move into the season more intentionally green. Oh, definitely. I know I have been making every time I do something, I stop and I think about it. Is this really worth it? Do I do they really need it? And just giving different things to get their minds in that you know, green ecosystem living. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I call I call those of us who think that way, I call us cultural change agents mm-hmm. because we uh, make a difference in our families. And we also model, I think, for each other, for other women and friends and for couples we interact with and neighbors. Um, we model that, you know, we model that we do things differently. Um, as we go into the season of conspicuous consumption. You know, oh, the, that's a great way to put it. It is. Yeah, where the dominant culture just wants us to, to feel better by buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that, yeah, every time we click buy or purchase, we get in our brain from a neuro, um, a neuro place, we get a, a dopamine rush. Correct. And um, so we can do exactly what you said is we can pause and see if we really, really need to purchase this. And what, you know, you were talking about our culture changes. Mm -hmm. And I really think based on, you know, we've had COVID, so we had to learn a new way of living. Right. And you know, everyone thought when it was over, we were just going to go back to right to the same place where we were. But you and I both know you can, with a major change, you never go back to the way it was. Right. And I think this is so important now because we are changing. I love what you said, that it's a culture change. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps people. I know it helps me um, because it changes the way we think, the what we do, how we do it. And I think like this season is super important um, to honor that culture change. Yeah. And, you know, our cultures, um, you know, we might think of our culture at large, you know, we're, we're here in the United States. If you go to Europe, if you go to 
um, mm-hmm. Asian countries, you go other places, different cultures, but we have cultures within our families and in our marriages. So like a good way to think about that. And for listeners, they may just think, do you go to somebody's house? I, I do this and I, I am right away noticing, do I take my shoes off or not? Yes. <laughs> Some people walk around their house without shoes. And some don't mind at all. And and so that's a culture within a within a household, within a family. Yes. And a very simple one, too. Simple but important. So very you know, important. You go into that home, you want to do whatever the guest wants you to do. And we can make that cultural change around um, the conspicuous consumption in our families. Yes. Um, by the choices that we make and the ways that we make suggestions on how to celebrate differently. You know, green woman, Diane Mueller, whom we all know and love, mm-hmm. she always says, and I love this quote that she said, she said, you know, I go shopping in my house. I love <laughs> and, that. Yeah. And I do that too. You know, like if I decide, oh, you know, I need this or I, I hear my daughter needs something. I look around, what do I have? You know, mm-hmm. because I might have already bought that before and forgotten it's in a closet or it's or I can repurpose it in a way. Yeah. Or I forgot about it. Right. Yeah. Or I can, you know, if somebody in my family needs something, if I have it, I just give it to them. Right. I mean, how much do we really need in life? We can get by with a lot less than what we oh. we Americans have. I mean, it is really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I have this, I have this funny saying, I'm like, if you come to my house, because I'm big on decluttering and stuff. And I said, if you come to my house and you see something you like, and and if somebody says, oh, I like that, I go, now it's yours. Yes. Yes. So there's like a few things that I won't give away, but then mostly (laughs) everything else. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, I I love doing that too. And I do do that and look Mm -hmm. for things. And I've started doing that too. And someone's birthday's coming up or you know, lots, one of the easiest things you can do too. And I I love the idea that you said about items that we have in our house, but even books, it it's like, if you've gotten a book, re-gift that book. I mean, yes, you can drop it off at a book place and whatever, but you're still putting that book back out there. I mean, it, it'd be more personal if you re-gift it to somebody mm-hmm. and it would be really nice. So there's many different ways. Do you know what we did at our house about books? What? We we designated a few shelves. And, and there's my husband has a shelf. I have a work shelf for books and then another personal shelf for books. Mm-hmm. And he has basically the same. And we decided that if the books don't fit on that, once that's full, you get rid of them. And yep. that's all the books we have. There's no overflow of books. There's no... And we, in the little town we live in, we have something called a book barn. Yes. And and so we can take our books down there and they are free. You know, you just donate them. Yep. And and now with free little libraries all over. I know it. I love that. I put books in my car. And if I walk by a free little library, I put my books in there. Yep. I do the same thing. We've got quite a few of them up here too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that idea. And I did the same thing. I went to Ikea one time and I got just two shelves of a bookshelf that sits on the floor and, and I do the same thing. It's like, okay, they're full. What, what do I need to get rid of? (laughs) Cause Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put any more books in there that, that holds Mm -hmm. it. So I think that's a great idea. 
Yeah. You know, I have a question for you, Reggie. So like, what is like the best way that someone that you love and care about can connect with you? Because uh, I'm going to just say connect with you rather than give you a gift. Because really what giving gifts about, I mean, it should be what gifts are about is a connection, right? It's a connection point. Right. So like, what would be the best way, the way that you love to be connected with? Well, I usually connect with an experience. Um, that's, that's the big one for me is the connection of the experience. So in, like what I'm saying is like, you know, if my girlfriend calls me up and she's like, oh, I want to, you know, what do you want for your birthday? And I, or something like that. And I, cause she's fishing, you know, and I just say, let's go out to lunch or let's just get together. Let's go for a hike. Let's go for a walk. Um, I don't know if that's what you wanted to know, but yeah. that, that connection is the, um, it's just being, it, it's not the whole doing part, but it's being with that friend, being with that person, being with my grandchildren. Right. And, and then what I have done, I may be jumping a little bit ahead, but then because of that experience and that being is now for gifts, I usually will make up some sort of a um, a gift book um, that I can't, it has pictures in them of an experience that we all shared, like a trip, let's say. And it will be our trip that we went, we were in Yellowstone National Park. And they love that. That's so awesome. They can refer. And yes, I know it's a book. Yes, I know it's taking up paper, but we're still going to have books and paper. Mm-hmm. So they love it. It it mm-hmm. because they can go back to it and it will also provide a history and the experience with grandkids, especially when us grandparents are no longer here. That's so great. That's so and awesome. It, I love that you do that. I yeah. Love that you do that. And it's telling a story. I think yes, it is. We need to tell more of our stories. Yeah. And it's a legacy, actually, by yes. organizing photos. You, you know, we talked to, I know you do this and We've done shows on decluttering and classes on decluttering. As a coach, I work with people on complex decluttering situations Yes, where people have inherited all kinds of things. And sometimes decluttering is really, like I said, complex, but um, we can simplify that in our lives. You know, I have this thing where I try not to um, ever buy a card and I basically, um, write something as a part of my morning practice. I try to write a card to somebody every day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I especially have um, a cache of, of very old women Mm -hmm. that are very old now. And I write to them and I send them cards and, and then other people too. But you know, what I do is, is that I never buy a card. I cannibalize all the, everything that everybody sends me. And then I, um, I even make my own envelopes out of calendars and things that I have or magazines that come to me and uh, you can make an envelope so simple. And, and I love doing that. And it's, you know, part of my art process, but it's also part of my, um, I think part of the way that I connect with people because I love to get something in the mail. Right. Right. You know, it's so nice to get a postcard. It's so nice to get something. Yes. And you've given me many and they're beautiful and I mm. love them. Yes. Well, you, because, because when I send you something in the mail, it's because I, I'm thinking of you. Right. 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 And isn't it nice to be thought of? 
Yes, it does. And I actually started doing that this year. I decided that I am not going to do Christmas cards, birthday cards anymore. You know, you know, we're all talking about all of this and we all know that the expenses are rising and rising and rising these days. And I just said, I am not going to take this card so somebody can throw it in the trash or, you know, we put it in a landfill because, or you can recycle it. In many cases, sometimes you can't depending on the card, but I, you know, I go to Canva yeah, and I just upload pictures, family pictures, a picture or whatever it is. And I go on there and I make my own card and put it, just give it to them. And they love them. If the kids and my girlfriends, they just love those cards. And the thing is, is that, you know, paper, it's trees. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just exactly like the whole issue, which we talk about at our Green Women Calls is the whole um, fast fashion industry. Yes. You know, which has a very huge um, impact on um, our environmental degradation. And so um, relearning to reuse clothes learning to uh, love the clothes that you have, yes. you know, and enjoy the clothes that you have and then share the clothes that you don't want to wear anymore and give them to other people or, you know, go to one of the thrift stores and find something. Yes. So right now I'm on the hunt. I love cashmere sweaters because I live in cold climate. Yes. I love lambswool and, and, and cashmere. And I find cashmere and wool sweaters for less than $5. Yes. And, and you'll see this one uh, where uh, I know that your listeners are just listening, but uh, Reggie and I can see us. I have a lot of holes in this sweater, um, <laughs> but you know what? There's more sweater than holes, right? Yes. So there is. I'm wearing this until there's more holes than sweater. Those are really what? small holes too. Helene. Right. They're small <laughs> holes. Right? Oh, well, some, are, some are getting big on other sweaters, but guess what? You know, this is a cashmere. So like this, somebody made this. And so that, so that's why I'm at. I just love, re- and who's in my house today? Who sees me? Right. Yeah. Right. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have been going to the thrift stores to buy clothes. I'm so and, glad. And I have been seeing a rise in people that are going to the thrift stores to, and, uh, and actually overhearing their conversations is really interesting. So again, we, you know, talking about our cultural change, that's always been kind of a cultural thinking, like, oh, you don't go to those places. Those are places where people just get rid of their clothes and, you know, for somebody else. And that's not the case anymore. Not the case at all. And you think about um, people disposing of your old clothes and if it has a little rip in it or something and then putting them in the trash, you can't do that. Mm -mm. No, that's what sewing is for. There's actually, um, there was actually a book I just read about. I wish I wish I could remember it. I thought it was called mending kindness or something. So there's a whole movement now for people to sew and repair clothes, but because people are not seamstresses, right? That, what they have are normalizing now, you know, I mean, a lot of what we're talking about with our cultural change, Reggie is normalizing, normalizing, not buying a box of fancy Christmas cards, normalizing, not just going to Amazon and buying a gift for people. 
right. normal normalizing people reusing clothing, right? Well, they're normalizing people um, sewing and darning clothes, but they darn them on the outside rather than hidden so that it represents that this is a well-loved and used piece oh, of clothing. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes, I like that. And I'm going to try to find that resource for you. Oh, yeah. I'm a sewer from way back. Yeah. Um, way, way, yeah. way back. So I, I still sew. I, have, I mend more than I actually sew something. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm thinking more and more that that's what I do when I need to. So mm-hmm. and not the buying mm-hmm. so much. And it's really, you know, how much do we really need? That's the other thing of the culture change. It, it, you know, our economy and our world here, especially here in the United States, and I'm sure many places, I mean, do you really need a closet full of 25 blouses? I mean, or, I mean, I don't know. Why can't you wear it again? I do. I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's because I never really was brought up in that world you you bought what you could, you bought what you could afford, you wear what you could, you don't go above and beyond. And mm-hmm. to me, it's a waste if it just sits there. I'm and, so glad you feel that way. That's excellent. Oh, I've been that way all my life. It's like, how how much do you need? And I have clothes that I've had for years, but right. they fit. I like mm-hmm. them. They're right. still nice. Why do I need to go buy another? I have a girlfriend. We'll go out to lunch and she wants to go shopping. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I know. (laughs) I know. Well, and the thing is, is that if you do have an inner need, right? So you have an inner need for a little boost, because that's what shopping does is it gives you a Oh, it does. Right. So if you have a a need, you can go to the Goodwill. And for the price of one thing in a store, you can get five things. You can go home and wear them. And then get given back to the goodwill. So right. you can change your wardrobe and have this really rich and interesting and unique wardrobe based on whatever. Yeah. I recently went on a trip and I decided that I wanted to have, I live in the country and I wanted to have a city coat and mm-hmm. I needed a city raincoat because I was going to a city and I have, you know, all these like outdoor parkers and oh right yes for the woods and raincoats for backpacking all my my cash of that so I went into the goodwill and I had it in my mind what I wanted and I went up to the coat section I found the exact coat I wanted in the exact color and it was $12.99 and when I took it up and it fit perfect I could not believe it like I was like oh my god I put my hand on it like I just went to the median medium size and I put my hand on it I was like, this is the coat. Took it up there and it was half price. Oh. So I got, I got it for $6.25. See, when you put your mind to something, you can make it happen. And I needed it where I went and I needed it because it rained and it was a perfect coat for me. And that was like so fun. That's the only thing I bought for my trip. Everything else was great. Right. I, I agree too. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else can we tell our um, well? So I guess audience. So here's my three tips. Here's my three tips who are listening. Number one is it's what you said in the beginning. Before you buy anything, 
just pause and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I feel obliged to give the neighbors a present? Do I feel like I have to bring something? Do I feel like um, I'll feel weird if they give me a present and I don't have anything for them? Mm -hmm. So go into number one, what's your motivation for gift giving? And then number two, um, ask yourself, you know, what is needed? And do Mm -hmm. you have something that you can give? that might be needed and is meaningful. Right. Because, you know, all things have stories. Oh, yes. Right? So what's a story that you can give them? Just like you give your family, the, the, you know, your family legacy and pictures. And then lastly, um, I think, which is, you know, just so, so important is if you are going to make an actual purchase, and we didn't even mention, here's a sidebar, we did not even mention food. Oh, yes. Food is one of the greatest gifts anybody can give anyone. And it can be as simple as a jar of soup. It can be, you know, it doesn't have to be sugar, high fat cookies. It can be, uh, you know, giving people going and buying a bag of oranges, right? Food is a, a wonderful, wonderful welcomed gift. But aside from that, if you are gonna give a gift, can you give a gift that is not made by a major corporation is, you know, supporting an artist or is um, regifted something that you've bought used and is regifted. Um, really think about that because here's the bottom line is ask yourself, where is this thing going to go when I'm done with it? Yes. Is it going to sit in a landfill for the next 200 years? That's so, true. so really ask yourself that. And that's part of that internal process that we have to go through so that we can start making healthier choices for a, a planet that's in crisis. We know we have a climate crisis. Oh, yes. I, I don't even I know people keep saying it's a climate change. We're in crisis mode. We're in crisis. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so these are just very practical, I hope, tips that maybe some of your listeners will consider. Yeah. And, and going back to how much do we need um, in reality is something that I always ask myself when I'm at the store, like you just said, when you get a whim to go do something, there's always an alternative if you really need something. But um, yeah, I guess we had a talk a while back and a phrase that came up is really appropriate for here, I thought. And that is, we need healthy people to do healthy things in order to have a healthy planet. Exactly. So everything we do, I mean, everything everybody does, keep in mind, how is that going to affect our planet, Mm -hmm. where we live? Mm-hmm. Because every piece of what we do in any area is going to affect the planet somehow, mm-hmm. whether it's noise pollution or light pollution or pollution of clothes. And we talked a lot about clothing. And one thing I that comes to mind that I just uh, would like to bring up for our audience, and that is, um, you know, there are places if people don't want clothing or there's a little rip in it or you don't know what to do with it, it's like most cities have 
either at your recycle place or your um, pickup garbage people have, there are these um, clothing recyclable bins Mm -hmm. and you can throw them in there. And if it's salvageable, they'll give it and use it. If not, the material may be able, but they can do something with that material Textile recycling. Yeah, textile textile recycling. recycling. And I just like, please, please do not put it in the landfills or in your daily Mm -hmm. garbage. Right. Um, It's a very good point. People don't even realize that. Yeah, Yeah. look for places of things you're not going to want or you don't know what to do with and Mm -hmm. the appropriate places to recycle that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually read that if you put uh, clothes that is, um, you know, that is torn or too worn or unusable, yep. let's say unusable into a bag with other clothes going to say the Goodwill or to one of the um, recycle um, places that they sort that out. And then right. they, they send that to textile recycling. Some of that goes for to different companies buy that and they use that for different things. So um, don't feel like, you know, you can't, you know, I only have two things in here, throw everything in there. Right. I've done that too. And they, they'll even take like old tennis shoes and, and things like that, all your old shoes and stuff. And so I just, you know, like if a strap on a sandal is gone or something. Yes. Yeah. And I put those, yeah, I put those in there too. Cause they can, like you said, the textile recycling industry has got many, many avenues Mm -hmm. to recycle all of that. Mm-hmm. But I Absolutely. know a lot of people that just throw it in the trash yeah, I and I take it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So before we go, can I mention um, Buy Nothing Day? Yes, I would love to hear about that. And well, I'm buy sure nothing, our listeners would. Yeah, Buy Nothing Day is the day, um, Black Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. It was um, a nonprofit organization that I think it was over 35 years ago started it as a part of the cultural change to um, resist uh, the glut of consumerism push to buy stuff on that day. Um, Now, of course, we have Cyber Monday. We have Black Friday. Um, They now have, there is now a day that they call small, um, small, what is it? Small business Saturdays. Oh, oh, yes. I I know in Colorado Springs, all the small businesses. Yes, we have have that too. On that day, right which I think is a better um, option, of course, if you need, do need to shop than on, on Black Friday. Um, Black Friday, not shopping on Black Friday, even if you have to buy things, is a way for you to make a statement Yes, that I am not going to buy into um, being marketed to and constantly being pushed to purchase things. Yeah, And um, I know that... Um, REI, which is an outdoor store, I believe they're actually closed on Black Friday, which I admire. And they call it Get Outside Day. Yes, I've heard that. So you can make that cultural change. You can even have an event with family and say, hey, let's take a hike. Let's take a walk. Let's have a picnic in the park. You can host that as a woman. You can host your friends to come and let's not shop. And instead, you know, let's maybe do something where we pull our resources and make a donation to an organization. And there's so many ways that you can change this up rather than that frenetic 5 a.m. waiting at Walmart to get in to get $10 off some stupid piece of something that you don't even need. 
Yeah. Well, I I appreciate that and I love that. I just want to add one more thing to think about that. So as those business people are as the people are in those businesses and waiting or shopping on Black Friday for the doors to open, just think about what you oh, how do I want to put this? You know, we tend to shop with what we don't have. And then we have the bill afterwards. And those businesses want you to shop because you're putting money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And That's if you right. don't have money in your pocket, why are you doing this? Right. Yeah. I mean, we're in a state of all of that, that, you know, every penny counts for every person. And even at the top, things aren't going right either. So, but remember, I I don't want to put it in their pocket. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> so why why should we make Jeff Bezos rich? That's right. Any richer than he is, he doesn't do anything for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> on and on, we could go on and on about this. But. Oh yeah, where that's <laughs> that's a whole different subject. But I had to put that in because I'm so glad you did. It's so good. <laughs> well, because you know what? It's really supportive for women to have this conversation, to be thinking about things in a different way and about the way they purchase, because this is how we claim our power. Yes. And, you know, I've been doing that. Like if I listen to TV and it, I, I ramp and rave because to rich, because it's like, yeah, it's just going in somebody's pocket. That's what they're doing this for. And it's not helping us. It's not bringing the price down for us. No, so, you're right. Yeah. Shop wisely, shop smart. Hmm. Thank you so much, Reggie, for inviting me to come today. Oh, thank you for all your excellent expertise and information. It was wonderful. Well, I don't know if I'm an expert. I just am uh, curious about making change. Well, I'm a curious person also. And I think that we love bringing us as green women to have a healthy planet. Me too. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Yes. And... Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green, and become an activist for your own health, the health of your family, and definitely the health of Mother Earth, our true home. Keep it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot thank mother earth and father sky for what you've got